Happy Halloween, and welcome to the second episode of the Legacy Sequel Podcast. I am Anthony versus the Evil Dead, and we have Charles Lee Ray Ray right with me. How's it going, Ray? How's it going, guys? What's up? Happy Halloween. The spooky season is sadly almost ending, but hey, today we get to enjoy it. We get to encapsulate everything Halloween-y on this episode, so I can't wait. Well, Ray, for us, it's every day is Halloween. You know this. This is true, but it's like, eh, we, we got to keep it for the season. Yeah, we don't have these normies out here with their skeleton decorations and stuff to come join us during this, during the rest of the year, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're here, Ray. We're here for the second episode. Legacy sequel podcast. We did not explain what the hell that means, did we? I don't remember. We did this multiple times. And last week was the first time that I at least got the audio out. Right? There is video. I think it's the full video somewhere. But I did want to cut it up. Hopefully I get it. I get to do it in time for Halloween. But this is the second episode of what the Legacy Sequel Podcast is. Legacy Sequels, extremely popular right now. This is our second four-way, if that's even a word, in horror podcasts. And uh, that's why we're called that. So there you go. Uh, you know what I feel like what we have to do is like every episode till we finally just forget to. is just explain why we're the Legacy Sequel Podcast. Yeah. Just like, we're just in case. <laughs> That's the problem. We're confused sometimes. But this is our Halloween episode. Our second episode is our Halloween episode. I think that's pretty good. That works out. You know what it is? It's because, again, we celebrate almost Halloween every day. We're never not in the spooky season, so. What the sense. hell are we going to talk about next week? We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start off this little Halloween episode by talking about the holiday itself. Ray. You have any good memories from Halloween from the past? Uh, I was trying to I always try to remember when was like the earliest memory I have of it. And the only thing I could think of is when I was like three dressing up as Blue's Clues for some reason. As Blue the Dog. You were Blue the Dog? Are there pictures for this? Yes, there's pictures. I'll send them to you. I will not show the internet these pictures. <laughs> oh my god. I wanna see this. <laughs> but yes spots? Uh, I can't remember if there was blue spots. Uh, there was blue spots on the costume. Was it I know like it's a it's the full like blue like almost Power Ranger suit type like the same mm-hmm. material, but then it's the head of blue. So yeah, I gotta show you. I'll show you the pictures eventually. But uh, yeah, that's my earliest memory I can have. But I've always loved Halloween. Like I've always loved dressing up. I've always loved the costumes, uh, the candy aspect of it. And then I've loved horror forever, so it's like, yeah, it fits. <laughs> it's a good yeah. time. For me, I don't even remember my first memory. There is a picture of me at maybe three or four as Batman, but I don't remember ever dressing up like Batman. So I started okay. at the very top when it came to Halloween costumes. I was going to say, like, that's dr- it. That's perfect. <laughs> I remember dressing up as Robin, but not Batman. Uh, I was a ghost one year. I was uh, like a skeleton demon. I was uh, the Wolfman one year. Okay. So I've been a, I've been a few things. And one year, you might like this. I was the Gold Ranger. 
This whole yes, time I thought I, it was the Black Ranger, but it was the Gold Ranger. Well, okay. I, I think I've had to explain this to you. Technically, for the American version, it's the Gold Ranger. For the Japanese version, it was a Black Ranger. See, that's all I watch is the original <laughs> Super Sentai. So. <laughs> so there you go. Oh no! I, so now we talk about that. One year I was that fanboy. I was Sting one year for Halloween. Sting? Yeah, and I had the whole uh, black and white face paint. <laughs> you know what's funny, Ray? I was also Sting. And <laughs> I remember my my family told people I was Sting that year. It had to be like 98, 99 or something. Yeah. And they said, the singer? They thought I was the singer Sting. What fucking kid wants to be the singer Sting? It, it was a phase, man. He really loves Sting. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. His music is fine. Police is cool and all. But no, I was white-faced with black design Sting. No. It was a mask, though. I didn't do face paint. I didn't See, I it. actually, I did both. I, I stole his gimmick from TNA. I had the face paint and then wore the mask over it while I was trick-or-treating. Oh, my God. So <laughs> you were doing that, that thing when Sting does the whole, like... The reveal, reveal. And it's him. <laughs> well, that's good. I had a little, like, foam championship with me. Not the ones they sell at, or they used to sell. I don't know if they still do. Yeah. At, like, Toys R Us. It was, like, made out of plastic. Not plastic, like a rubber foam, almost. Okay. So that was kind of fun. It came with the costume. But it was a full bodysuit, like, uh, Star Arcade kind of sting look. Oh, that's cool. Okay. No, I had to almost makeshift mine. And then I took one of the, like the Toys R Us ones that you would get. That is, like, the replica style to, uh, kid one. Yeah. Good well, job. I mean, <laughs> while, you were, while you were trick-or-treating, and it was my background. <laughs> probably won't see that on camera, so don't worry about it. But, um... While you were trick-or-treating, what were some of the candies you were looking forward to getting? Uh, I think my go-tos were always, like, the Snickers, the Twix. Um, I think we're we're in the minority of the weird kids that still like candy corn. But I don't think anyone else does. <laughs> so, Ray. Yes. Let me ask you, though, because I'll eat candy corn, but it's after, like, a few, I'm like, okay, this is... No, I think that's the consensus. Like, maybe a good, like, five. Then you're like, okay, this is too sweet. But I still like candy corn. I feel like there's people that just don't even... They can't have a piece without being like, no, this is disgusting. But do you understand why they... Because I understand why they don't like candy corn. I don't. What? What but is... But I don't understand why I do. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like, why do I like this? It's pure sugar or, or, or fructose or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what the taste really is. It's kind of waxy. So, <laughs> like... You know what's funny? Like now, that I, now that I think about it, what is the taste of candy corn? Because it, it kind of... It reminds me... To me, it reminds me, like, what frosting would be, like, solidified, in a sense. So that's that's kind of the best way to explain it, which that also means, yeah, it's really sweet. Maybe we shouldn't like candy corn. No, nah, I don't eh. think we should. <laughs> Meanwhile, I, I still have like a bag of candy corn sitting next to me. <laughs> I got I ran out. So you might have did you eat all my candy corn? No, I had a few. <laughs> I even have I even have candy corn pillows. Yes. Yes so. you do. <laughs> well, 
fucked up. I mean, my favorite candy, I think. Well, it was Skittles mm-hmm. until apparently there's like it changes your DNA. So there's that news story that came out of maybe a month or two ago yeah. where they're suing Skittles because they they prove that it can alter your DNA. So uh, maybe I should lay off the Skittles. Okay, that's um. See, I like Skittles, but I wasn't like crazy over them. So okay, I guess we'll we'll miss you, Skittles. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're still out there. So, I mean, this is this, you know where we live, right? They're not gonna do anything about it. They don't really, really test the food. I was gonna say there's still there's still so many things about like Mountain Dew and all that, and they're still in stores. Yeah. Consume at your own risk, everybody. <laughs> so outside of Skittles, I like Airheads. So I'm more of like a candy than chocolate person. Uh, okay. Are you more of a candy or chocolate? Uh, I think I'm more of a chocolate just because I feel like it's less sweet. Because I'm not the biggest sweets person. And it's funny. I like candy corn, but I don't like cheap, overly sweet things. So like chocolate, you could still get that bittery or that salt, uh, salt aspect to it. Are you milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Uh, usually dark chocolate. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, let me explain to anyone that's listening. Ray is an extremely picky eater. Like, extremely picky. And so yes. I'm like, he, he constantly surprises me with his picks of what he actually likes and what he doesn't actually like. So uh, I'm always like surprise so this is news to me that his favorite is dark chocolate now i'll eat dark chocolate because it's better for you but i mean if i had to choose i'd pick the worst kind of chocolate there is that's not even real chocolate and that would be white chocolate so see i like i white i like white chocolate too it's just it's hard to find like white chocolate things so it's like i I, i'll go with dark you don't uh, try those Lindor chocolates, those white chocolate balls. <laughs> I never find those. I end up always getting milk chocolate of those. Those I'll okay. get milk chocolate. Well, I, there's uh, there's the Hershey's uh, cookies and cream. Yeah. You've ever had that? I've had that. To me, that's too sweet. Too sweet. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, any other candies you want to give a shout out to? <laughs> I feel like I'm just I'm losing all the support from candy because they're like. This, this guy doesn't like sweets. What the hell? <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I don't really love sweets. Like, I can live without them. No. If they're there, every once in a while, I'll go and get, like, gummy worms or stuff like that. But no. I'm not really a big sweets person mm. myself. I like sweet drinks. I yeah, love fruit that, punch. Yeah. I love my soda. But uh, as far as candy, I, I can live without it. I'm not, yeah. like, a huge, like, sweets person. Yeah, it's one of those, it's like, you have to have, like, a craving for it. Like, that's when, like, if I feel like, "Mm, kind of in the mood for this today, that it's, like, that sweet. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, I've only had one slice of pumpkin bread this whole season. And it was from Starbucks that someone got for free and gave it to me. And it was delicious. But then I looked at the price tag. It was, like, $9 or whatever. And it's only one slice, right? We're not talking about the whole bread yeah about one slice i like banana nut too but you can have that all year round so, so. I, I, I before we get, we move on from food i don't know how this turned into a food podcast all of a sudden oh, but, we talk about everything, right? <laughs> but it, it's funny because 
that's one of the things out of my picky likes that people will hate me for, especially for this season. I don't really like pumpkin things. <laughs> yeah, that's true, because every time I ask him what kind of coffee you want, he wants regular. Because I'm not a fan of pumpkin spice. Like, it's funny, because that's usually, like, this is the season for it. Everyone loves pumpkin spice coffee, pumpkin spice. It's like, yeah, it's not for me. I've had, like, pumpkin pie, but not a big fan of it. Just, yeah. yeah. Well, I love pumpkin pie. I don't have it really, if I'm being honest, until like Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, I'll have it for Christmas. I think that's one of the things too. But as far as like Halloween and stuff, I don't really have it. Pumpkin spice, yes, I drink it. Keurig, whatever Dunkin' Donut brand or whatever, yeah. I will have that. I'm a basic bitch. <laughs> With some almond milk, I'll do some of that. But yeah, I mean, I enjoy pumpkin. It's also very good for your pets. Yep. So. But I enjoy pumpkin, but I think my favorite thing pumpkin-related would be... Uh, the bread's pretty good, but I think it's pumpkin pie, but I don't really have a piece until Thanksgiving and the holidays. So That being said, Ray, let's move on to... I thought we'd talk about some stuff that you and I have watched recently. Okay. <laughs> I made you watch... Not made you. I was going to not... say, I, I, you asked me, and I was like... I've never seen it, but I'm interested because yeah, the description alone was like, yeah, I kind of want to watch this. <laughs> yeah. So me and Ray often watch movies together, and I thought that I uh, introduced Ray to Fright Night Part 2. But before that, we had some time to kill. You know, I didn't want to watch Fright Night, Fright Night Part 2, double feature. Very excited about it. But we had some time to kill. And recently, I picked up, because of a sale, Bubba Hotep. Now, if you don't know what Bubba Hotep is, it is Bruce Campbell as a as if Elvis never died. He, like, faked his death or whatever. And he's in a nursing home. And he's with President Kennedy. You gotta watch the movie to know what that's about. And there's a soul-sucking mummy that kills and sucks the souls out of these elderly people in this nursing home that Elvis resides in. Oh, by the way, he has penis cancer as well. So, they very make that apparent in the film. It's like, he has cancer on his penis. But also, let's not forget to mention this soul-sucking mummy only does it anally. No, no, that's not true, Ray. That's where he mostly did it in the film. That's one of the ways. Not all the ways. There's other... He does it through the mouth. If it's a hole, he will suck your soul out of it. But Ozzie Davis just kept mentioning that one one hole. (laughs) Which also, this film features Ozzie Davis out of all people. It's like... What an insane film. But definitely go check it out because my first viewing, I was like, I didn't think I was going to like this. And I really end up liking this film. Yes. It has a lot of charm to it. Yeah. Don Cassarelli was the director of this. And he he's most famous for Phantasm, the Phantasm series. <sighs> That's what, what really tripped me out was the same guy that did Phantasm did this. 
Yeah. It's like, okay, it's in good hands. Like, I, I would love to know, like, realistically, what they could have done after this. Like, if they would have kept going. Because mm-hmm. that's, it's, it's, it's insane. So, that's not, I mean, we watched other Bruce Campbell-related things. Yeah. Like, within the past two months, you also checked out Maniac Cop. Bruce Campbell's also in that. We didn't finish Maniac Cop 2, but we will just in time for the holidays. But what'd you think of Maniac Cop? I, okay, this is one of those that I wish, well, I'll be unbiased, because I was going to say, after watching just the beginning of Maniac Cop 2, it's like, it's just like H2O and Resurrection. It ruins it for me. (laughs) Really? Yes. Okay. But well, all right, all right, before we talk, you know, yeah. from now on, it's spoilers for everything. So if you don't want to listen, just in case Ray does say a spoiler, or I do, then, you know, stop now. Go watch these movies because they're worth your time if you're a horror fan. And that's one distinction I do want to make. If you're a regular movie fan, like you enjoy your Marvel films or like the mainstream releases... These may not be for you. Yeah, some of these movies that we speak about and we speak highly about may not be for you. And that's, I find that a lot of that. I found a lot of that, I should have said, when we watched Halloween Ends, because everyone that's not like entrenched in horror hated that fucking movie. Yeah. And we thought it was fine. Yeah. We didn't think it was a great ending, but we thought it was fine. Everyone else, it's like, you know, I, I saw reviews and people saying it was a two-pack of ass and stuff <laughs> like that. So when when you're if you're listening to this podcast and we're like, hey, go check out this movie, and you watch it, it's like, this fucking sucks. Well, you also have to have a horror lens to it. I, I feel like our lens is very... We're open-minded with a lot of films, and we try to find that value to it. Like, if there's something that's like, okay. Like, with Bubba Hotep, it was like, okay, it's Bruce Campbell, it's Ozzy Davis. Let's not take it as serious, but it should be interesting. So, it's like, it's, there's it's, there's some it's fun. Yeah, It's fun. And, like, in certain films, although I think Bruce Campbell is fucking great as Elvis. Oh, yeah. Older Elvis. Yeah. But in certain films, you know, Bruce Campbell really hams it up, right? I wouldn't say he's great in Maniac Cop or anything, but... Also, Tom Atkins is in it. But I think that these movies are fun horror films. They're not scary, really. There's some, like, interesting kills in, like, Maniac Cop. I mean, ultimately, it's like a zombie cop, basically. You know, Well, yeah. at least that's the second one. But the yeah. first one is a bit more ambiguous, I guess. I still don't know what to explain. What is Mania Cop really? Because just of how, what the what it looks like, it's like, is it a zombie? Even in the first one, it's like, there's just some weirdness to what Mania Cop looks like. Well, he was a cop that was, I guess in the second one, they explained that he wasn't, <laughs> I think you got to this point, but he wasn't really, he was kind of set up. So he's put back in jail and all those people that were, that he put in jail kind of, slashed him oh yeah, yeah. so they, he's they, real in the first one he's real but he's also there's still supernaturalness to it oh yeah because he's he's he was stabbed literally like they show that in the first one like the first and the bat and the uh shower scene and all that which again spoilers 
um, when they murder him. And then we find out in part two how he kind of just made it out of all that. But I will say with Maniac Cop, though, it is more of that slasher-esque, which in Boba Hotep, it was funny. You kind of forget it's supposed to be horror-esque because there's no real goriness to it. With this one, there's a lot of... Yeah, you're going to see some blood to it. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, uh, you know, I, I asked Ray if he wanted to go see Black Friday last year. And Bruce Campbell's also in that. And he said yes. And we enjoyed that, too. And that plot was also crazy. That plot just went everywhere. Like, I, again, this is another film that definitely, if you haven't checked out, go check it out. Especially with Thanksgiving coming out and all that. Go check it out. It's a good, uh, finally, in addition to, like, that season of the year. But do not expect to have just one plot line. Because this film just goes everywhere <laughs> it's like yeah. if you're a horror fan you're gonna enjoy it because oh you get a little bit of this a little bit of this a little bit of this if you're a godzilla fan you get a little bit of that <laughs> <laughs> that's all we're gonna say about that's that all i don't want to spoil what happens because you have to have the same reaction as we did that's like really <laughs> okay uh, yeah so but the main event that night was a double feature of Fright Night from 1985, not the remake, and Fright Night Part 2, directed yeah. by Tommy Lee Wallace, who has a big uh, imprint on the Halloween franchise by helping create The Mask, helping with directing Halloween 3, denying wanting to be the director of Halloween 2, so there's a lot going on there. So Ray... To me, Fright Night Part 1 is a classic. Yep. Got the steel book, by the way. Great steel book. Uh, we watched the 4K version. I spent that money, we might as well use it, right? Watch the 4K version. I love that movie. If you're watching or listening to this podcast, I would say that if you love the older horror films, or you grew up in a time that they were still horror hosts, or even if you enjoy like Sven Gulli or Joe Bob Briggs right now, I think this movie's for you. It's a really a big love letter to those older films. And it's a lot of fun to me. It's, depending on the day, it could be my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. So I love Fright Night. Uh, Jerry Dandridge is great in it. Williams Ragsdale is great in it. Just Tom Holland... Chucky fame, even though he did this movie first. Yeah, I was gonna say it's 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 every time I saw him in the film, I'm like, it's it's just that Chucky fame of it. But it's like this did come out a little while before that. <laughs> but hey, it's it's yeah. Yeah, but we watched the sequel. Now this sequel, I, I was telling Ray, hardly yet on DVD or Blu-ray. Uh, on D, it did have a DVD release. But it was, like, super expensive. I think it might have been only an international thing. As far as, like, Blu-ray and stuff, it's only on demand by, like, Zing or something like that. One of those sites. Okay. So it never got a proper release in the United States with special features and all that. So we watched a YouTube version of it. It's been there for years. And the quality was actually quite good. 
I do I, hope one day there is a, a release of it yeah. for me. Even though it is not as good at all as the first one. But for me, I really love the characters. Most of the people return. Not all of them. But two out of the five, probably. And I love Peter Vincent. I think he's one of the greatest horror protagonists. William Ragsdale is great in it, too, as as uh, Brewster. Yes. Charlie Brewster. So don't... Yeah. And I also think the female character in this is great, too. Which, for some reason, I can't think of a name. It's not Amy. No, it's not that. Amy in this. It wasn't Marcy Darcy in this. We didn't get the, <laughs> We didn't get Marcy in the second one. But just to recap for my... For watching the first one again that night as well, it still holds up. To me, Fright Night is one of those films that truly it encompasses the genre a lot of having the great a great plot to it, having those little bit of gory that we want, and having a great score. Because that's one of the things I feel like Fright Night sets apart is the music in it is great. Like the score fits. The tone of it, it adds that little bit of emotion that you want. It sets up a good uh, a good film. The second one, the score is good. It's just a lot of, hey, remember that song you loved from the first one? Here's a different version. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I that's like they what they've that done with the Halloween the franchise. Film. But it's like, even in Halloween, though, you get maybe once they'll remake the version. It's like, okay, here's a new version of the song. In Fright Night 2, you get two different versions of come to me it's like okay <laughs> well there's a female one they have a yeah. female vocalist one brad fidel was the composer to both films he did yeah. terminate i guess he would be most famous for the terminator franchise yeah but i mean i i mean fright night soundtrack pretty much made me who i am so it's just such a great synth so like just such a great soundtrack so i do recommend it to Definitely. listen on your on your own even the songs they have in it are, are great in it as well yeah, and everything fit everything fit very well they definitely were artsy with how they had the music and score to it and great again it's a great soundtrack um i will say as far as the just the i feel like the budget for two definitely got raised because i feel like they added a little more of like here you go these are more extensive ways people are dying like, they definitely went all out with how the effects of everything looked. So I will say I like that of, of two. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I could tell that much of a difference as far as the budget. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, they did have a wolf character, which was a, still a vampire. But in the, in the, like, Dracula book, Dracula does turn into a, a wolf. Yeah. So it's not that big of a departure. You have the insect guy also from Terminator. Yeah. So uh, he's the one that Arnold goes, give me your clothes. Your clothes, give them to me. So he was in it. Uh, Regine. What did you think of Regine? I, I enjoyed her. I don't know if it's better than Jerry Dandridge, though. <laughs> yeah but good portrayal her her death was definitely extra to to me at least mm-hmm. so I yeah they, she had some, they had some good effects in it yeah in this one so overall i would i mean did you like part two 
No, I definitely enjoyed it. I, I it's funny that I told you I knew there was a remake. I never knew there was a sequel. <laughs> so yeah. I definitely enjoyed the sequel. It def it doesn't it doesn't top the original though. Fright Night stays as the ultimate, at least for me, and it's usually the opposite. It's usually I like sequels more, <laughs> as you'll hear more in this podcast. But um Fright Night, the original, still tops this one there. It's a good film though. It still it doesn't ruin the series in a sense. Yeah. Uh the only thing is I still don't get what the hell happened with that psychiatrist. I, I don't know why that was needed. I'm still wondering like so this whole time he's making it so they don't it, it's watch this film so you understand why we're just like puzzled by this psychiatrist cuz it's just like okay so you're in on it but you're going to not be in it's it, it reminds me of like how Chucky is right now that I still feel like the psychiatrist is in that is in on all of this mm-hmm. so so i mean you're watching chucky i've missed two episodes <laughs> And how is okay? As a Chucky fan, and I feel like fellow Chucky fans are gonna hate me for saying this. Missing the second episode, you didn't miss much, because to me, it just felt like a another filler episode. Get us to the the um the school. Get us to that area. Get us acquainted with the new characters for this season. But then episode three actually picks up and gives us okay this is what we want from chucky like this is a lot of the kills that we want from it this is what we love the charm of chucky so episode three definitely gives that it's a lot of what the memes are coming out of now but i'm looking forward to this week because this week episode four we get Liv morgan in it and we get the final reveal of glenn and glenda now we finally get to see how they are going to be a part of this uh, season. season. Alright, so you're telling me to stick with it. Stick with it? I definitely feel like it's going to get better, but I feel like they don't want to give us too much too soon. Maybe that's something Mancini saw of season one. They kind of gave us too much at the beginning, and then by the ending, we're like, okay, what do we do now? Yeah. So maybe he's doing the opposite here. Maybe he finally saw let's breathe and then give us the Chucky that we love. I wonder if Don Mancini would be upset that we went from Fright Night to Chucky because he has a long-standing feud with Tom Holland, who was the original director of Chucky, and there was a whole bunch of problems with that. So, well, he's he's already gonna hate me for not enjoying the first two episodes. So. <laughs> well, there goes us ever getting uh, Don Mancini on this podcast. Yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> Who who are we gonna get ever on this podcast? <laughs> it it so. could happen one day, one day. But I did I do want to stress this for for Friday Night Part Two. If you're yeah. not a huge fan of the first one, I don't know if you're gonna like it. But if you are, it's nice to be with the characters again. Yeah. So let me just end it there. All right. Before we talk about our main topic today, Ray. Okay. Let's talk about any horror pickups, anything Halloween-related that we might have picked up this week. Now, last week, you picked up a mask. Yep. Still have it here. Yes. Put it on. It makes you look better. <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, you were going to make the joke. I thought you were wearing it already. <laughs> now, for me, 
No, I, I like my joke better. For me, <laughs> the only thing that I I guess I don't know if did I bring this up that I picked up the bobbleheads last week? Uh no, because you didn't okay. have them before we filmed. So I picked up royal bobbleheads of I believe they're exclusive to Hot Topic. So I picked up a ghost face from Scream Two, and it's a bobblehead of Ghostface coming out of a movie theater. It's a real co- kind of cool looking thing. And then I picked up a Michael Myers stabbing. Um, the name escapes me, but that scene where he stabs that guy uh, with the knife against like that uh, the wall, and he kind of like takes pleasure into looking at it. That's where he does the tilted head thing. Yeah. So I think it's Bob. Is it Bob? I think it's Bob. I, I has, call him Bob. That, I think that's it's Bob. one. That's isn't that the one he takes the. Uh, and this sucks because I've watched this movie a thousand times and I can't fucking think of it. So it's probably gonna get brought up today too. So it's, yeah. it's even worse. So I, I did I did pick that up and they're cool bobbleheads. They kind of have like a artistic kind of way of uh, of doing it. I'm trying to stay away from the rest of the stuff because there is other things. There's like um, a Michael Myers on top of the stairs. There's a Sam from Trick or Treat. There's a Leatherface that's a Spirit Halloween exclusive. But I have the I have the sideshow. It's like, do I need this? Because I already have a, a an uh, you know a expensive one six scale figure of it. So it's like, how many of the same thing can I get? I like the Ghostface than the the Halloween one. I do have a figure of it. It's not like crazy. I mean, it's expensive if you don't like figures and collectibles. But um, I thought it was like a cool, like little scene. Like I guess I'm gonna try to stay with the scene aspect of these things. Yeah, because that's that's different. I feel like you don't really get scenes as much as you do just here's a version of a of a figure, if you yeah. will. So, so that's that's pick, interesting. Did you pick any? Well, you saw them. What did you think of them? Oh, no, I definitely liked him. It's different, and I feel like now that you mentioned there's a Sam, I feel like that would be a cool one to to pick up. Yeah, it's like Sam sitting down, the pumpkins next to him, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, as far as me picking up anything, unfortunately, I haven't this last week. I did see horror-related Funkos that I wanted to pick up, but it's one of those that the box to me was just destroyed. That I was like, eh. What were you looking at? Also, uh, Ray, don't think that you have to pick up anything. <laughs> no. It's I, better to keep your money. <laughs> well, let's tell that to the people because we, we're too gone to be like, yeah, we're saving money at this point. <laughs> but um, it was the two-pack of Chucky and Tiffany, the Black okay. Lights at Hot Topic. I believe those are exclusives as well. But the boxes to me were just too damaged. I was like, eh, I don't think I'm going to pick them up. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, those damn boxes. You think they would be made out of better quality, but they're like paper thin. At this point, they should be, and it's weird because even when you get like the actual ones from like the Funko shop and you order from Funko, they still don't send them like in a way that they will be saved. You will think they know how flimsy their boxes are. It's like, nope. Good luck. Maybe they'll come good. Maybe they'll come with like the Funko just dented in by then. Like. <laughs> 
Yeah, so it's basically like, you know how they say when you buy a car, the moment you drive it off the lot, it's like goes down by 30% like yep. from its price point? That's what Funkos are. The moment they're sent out, they're they're gone by 30%. But, uh, all right, so there, there's the uh, picks or pickups or lack thereof from both of us. And let's go to our main topic today that I want to discuss with Charles Lee Ray right here. So last week we ranked our favorite Halloween movies from worst to best. This week I didn't want to do a ranking per se, but I wanted to talk about some horror films that are are our favorites to watch during the Halloween season that do take place on Halloween. So we're going to try to stay away. I don't know his list. But we're going to try to stay away from any movie that's not really, you know, it's horror-related, but it does not take place on Halloween. Okay. Uh-oh. No, because I feel like now we're going to have a, a difference of a list here. Because I made sure all these movies do take place on Halloween. I don't think all classify as horror. Or at least two aren't. Okay. So it's more, uh, I was more looking at every... All the genre of like, okay, does it fall on Halloween and gives us that spooky season vibe? But you'll see why. It, it uh, has some. Uh, I don't. I think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. It doesn't have to be. As long as it's kind of Halloween related, I don't see the problem with it. So. Yeah. No one's gonna burn you at the stake here, right? <laughs> Which is might be one of your picks. Speaking of that, so. Possibly. It's a wit- witches. <laughs> so, um, this this is the only thing I asked though, Ray. I want you to save your last one, the one that if you had nothing else to do on Halloween, the one you have to watch on Halloween, or you would watch on Halloween Day. You would save that special day for that one movie. So I do want you to hold off on that one. Okay. I have one here. You probably know what it is. Okay. I believe that one's going to be on my list as well, but I'll keep that one that I even said the other day that has to be a tradition to watch on Halloween itself. So, okay. Got it. So, let me first start off by saying that I want to give a special shout out to The Crow. Technically not a Halloween movie. does take place the night before Halloween, which is deemed Devil's Night, which you can go Google yourself. But I do want to give a special shout out to The Crow every time I watched it. And I became, you know, I watched it late in the game in my life because I guess I was too attached to Sting and I didn't want to ruin it. But, um, yeah, it's a, every time I watch it, it gets better and better. It's a really great film. Even I think it'd be great even without the controversy of Brandon Lee's death. Yeah. I think it's that great. I think it enhances it, obviously, because for whatever reason, our society is kind of like obsessed about cursed movies and all this other thing, especially when it comes to the Bruce Lee family. So, but I want to give a special shout out to The Crow. There is a remake coming out with uh, Bill Skarsgård <laughs> as the character. A little worried about that. Uh, I don't know if we need it. I know there's a lot of things that got ca- cut out of the original Crow, so which included some kind of like skull kind of character. But I think that this movie is great. I would definitely 
say check it out. It uh, it's kind of a timeless movie. It is very '90s, but the story is is very good. The acting is very good. I would have liked to seen what Brandon Lee would have done after that. They did have other sequels to it, which uh, I think two went to theaters and one went straight to like video. So that's never a good sign. But I do want to give a special shout out to The Crow. Now, Ray, what are some movies that you want to talk about? Some of your favorites to watch during the Halloween season? Okay, this one, it's funny because it's one you introduced me to as we saw it on our previous podcast. We reviewed it. We talked about it. Uh, Night of the Demons. That's one that I, get, it, I, I feel like it's another that you have to have almost an open mind to. Because that also gets a lot of of hate for, just because of some questionable decisions in the film. But, hey, it's a, a Halloween party that goes awry. And who doesn't love themselves a seance? <laughs> yeah. Like. Well, you know what, Ray? That's on my list, too. There you go. So when I first watched the movie, I hated it. I would, watch, I would go to, like, Scream Factory. They probably still do. They have like the they made special action figures for it that you can only get with the Blu-ray or on the Scream Factory site. They had Angela there for a while. I was like, oh, I didn't really like the movie, that kind of thing. Now I regret it because now I find last time I watched it, I found the charm in it. So I don't know what I was kind of expecting. Maybe I had my nose too high in the in the sky for the film, but now I kind of like it. I like the uh the kind of gruesome gore in it it's not so much blood but it's more like yellow like snot and goo and stuff like that angela's look is very cool especially when she's kind of like burnt on the side of the face there's an interesting lipstick scene in it very interesting i probably will never forget (laughs) the rest of my life but i think it's a fun it's a fun horror movie if you're a horror fan. Again, if you're yeah. not, I don't think you're going to see the value in it. You know what I feel like? It might get some love now just because, I don't know if you noticed that, but in Stranger Things, in the last part of it, they kind of, they had someone dressed up almost as Angela. I don't know if that many people saw that look of it. So, uh, One of the younger sisters in the, what would you call that? Family home? Were they, were they adopted? Okay. Camera. Yeah. In in Susie's house, there was one girl that was dressed that had that look to it. Oh, I gotta look that up. I yeah. didn't notice that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we both had Night of the Demons, and I'll talk about another one that I have here that I got a lot of hate for. Okay. And you know it's coming if you listen to the other podcast. It's fucking Silver Bullet. Okay. Again, I understand that the costume is not good. And it was always great that I would get shit for the costume, even though the people that would give me shit for the costume liked Halloween 4. And as the worst Michael Myers mask of all time in it, I know that the costume is not great for the werewolf, but I think the acting is great. I think Gary Busey's great. I think Corey Hain is great in it. I think that the priest, he's fucking such a great villain in it. So I really enjoy Silver Bullet. 
I really enjoy the family aspect of it. I think it has heart. I think, you know, the reason why we both like Bubba Hotep is because it did have heart to it. It had the the whole aging process and and how you deal with it and these two older men kind of bind, bonding over that kind of thing, being motivated in, in, in such a state or whatever. So for me, Silver Bullet is a lot of fun. It's a great 80s um, horror film for me. Not too scary or anything, but the pre-segments in it, uh, I think really help it. I think Gary Busey is a great uncle in it. The family aspect really helps this movie a lot for me and makes me look past that damn werewolf suit that's really a bear costume. I, it's funny because I, I forgot that that technically, it does take place on Halloween, but I, I'm, I don't hate the movie. I'm a fan of it. Uh, Gary Busey, it's just that you can't not like a Gary Busey movie. Like he had, so, he brings something to every film that's like, even if there's nothing else to like about it, it's like, it's Gary Busey. <laughs> You'll yeah. find something. Yeah. The suit, it's we've seen worse. I feel like, like we've definitely seen worser things in in the genre, just because sometimes, hey, they don't want to, like you said, the CGI mask was it was an appearance in Halloween. So, but I don't yeah. mind the. The student, this the story aspect of it, I enjoy as well. But I think that's something we we have that's like if you can at least give us something that's like there's a feeling to it, there's a story aspect that we can gravitate to. It's like okay, I can give the film a pass here. Yeah, so, it's a good film. What what else you got? Okay, so this is one of those that it's technically not horror, but again, it it falls under that Halloween aspect. It has a horror great. It has Devin Sawa, Casper. Oh, okay. <laughs> Again, this is the kid at heart here that I'm like, why not have Casper the Friendly Ghost on here? I think everyone grew up watching Casper. Everyone enjoyed the character aspect. Again, it's that family friendly. It's still Halloween, though. It gives that spooky season vibe. And then again, you have a great Devin Sawa that just, he, he has a great agent because he doesn't die in Chucky and stay dead. So he <laughs> 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 had enough of Devin Sawa there. But you get Devin with the great line in Casper. It's, it's a it's a young dog. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I remember it being on all the time, especially on ABC Family. I couldn't tell you what the hell happens in the movie. I do I, not remember it. I think maybe I'll check it out. Maybe I'll try to check it out this week. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't even remember that it took place on on Halloween. So. I that's the only part I could remember because I was like, I wanted to look for what were like those kid those those films I would watch as a kid around this time because I wouldn't always just watch horror. So I was like, this fits it. But I'm like, if you were to ask me what truly happens right now, I can't remember. I just remember that family friendly and enjoying just Casper as a whole. Yeah. So, so I picked something that's not necessarily horror, but it has horror elements to it and lots of callbacks to Boris Karloff. It's a movie I introduced you to, Ray. Okay. Probably last year. It's Arsic and Old Lace with Cary oh, Grant. Okay. <laughs> so technically this movie takes place on Halloween. It does not have a Halloween atmosphere. It's in really the beginning of the movie, 
But everything that happens in this movie does take place on Halloween. And it's basically uh, Cary Grant's character. I think his name is Brewster, too. Yeah. He, his, uh, his aunts are doing some things they're not supposed to do. And they get a visit from his long-lost brother, who's also not a great person. And you see these characters interact. And I think the strongest aspect of this movie is the script. Because it's basically one scene in the film now this is a very famous play you could probably find a play like this in your city right now uh going on off broadway or in a theater somewhere if you don't live in new york or whatever but it's basically all in one one place the teddy roosevelt characters i guess i love films that have fake presidents in it hey it 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 works so well though this is it's funny I didn't. I can't. I couldn't remember that because I loved that film, and yeah. it was funny because it's that. It's that black and white. It's so good. It's. It was one I remember. I even wanted to buy. Like I was like, I would continue to watch this film over and over again because it has that charm again. It has that good charm that's like you can gravitate toward it. You can gravitate toward the aunts just being, hey, they and we're just trying to help. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, 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 it's it's funny. It has great setups. It has a great script. It it really carries the movie. So if you're if you're okay with black and white, which most people aren't nowadays, but if you're okay with black and white, you're okay with older films. Yeah. I think this is definitely worth the watch. It, it doesn't have the Halloween atmosphere, but it does take place on Halloween. So maybe uh, go check it out if if any of those boxes are okay with you. And, and check them off and check out this film because I think you'll be able to enjoy it greatly. And it's really a, a kind of like a a thriller kind of comedy kind of um, mystery film that I think people can really enjoy. Yeah, I think that's definitely a part of it, that mystery element of like, wait, so who did this and who did that? Like, there's a lot of... It makes you think, and that's the great thing about it. You want to you see... Um, something out of this that's like okay, now I want to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. So, so what else you got, Ray? Okay, this one's another one we've definitely watched together, and it again doesn't fall under the horror genre, but it falls under everyone should watch this movie on Halloween. It's Hocus Pocus. Great film. It's it has the the musical aspect that I love that we're, we're probably going to have a few of those in this podcast. <laughs> Just find a way to bring uh, musicals into this. Um, but the original Hocus Pocus, it's a great film. I I feel like the sequel will grow on me eventually as well to maybe add to this list one day. But uh, at the moment, the original Hocus Pocus, great plot to it. Great just the Sanderson sisters. Who doesn't love the story? How they, their interpretation in this film, it, it works. I definitely have been a fan of it. It's almost every year. It's a watch. It's a watch. And it's another one of those that I feel like, especially if you were a fan of the ABC Halloween season, it was always on. I feel like right now, if you put on ABC Family, you're probably going to have it on just for, it's just there. If you still have cable or you have one of these streaming TV sites or apps, 
you have all Halloween to watch this film because I think they play it for 24 hours on Halloween. But yeah, I mean, talk about a nostalgia juggernaut for us. Hocus Pocus is definitely there. And the fact that we were able to enjoy it as kids or it was always on when we were kids definitely helped this movie create such a big... um, kind of legacy when it came to Halloween movies and we both enjoyed the second one for yep. what it was but the 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 first one definitely is the best you know I feel like with the second one it's it's something that's like it's almost it's legit a copy of the first with the reaction it got because I feel like the first one didn't get its due when it was first released and then again us growing up with it it became that cult classic if you will and i feel like the second one i'm not saying it's going to become as greatly known but i feel like it's going to it got the same reaction because it's like eh, if you're not a big fan of the first one you might not enjoy the sequel yeah but it was as good as it was gonna be i I know i was surprised (laughs) so the last shout out here that i have because the next four are like essentials for me okay is Halloween 2018. I think the atmosphere is great for Halloween. I think it's a great follow-up. One of the better sequels in this franchise. I think it's the better ending for the 1978 film. So uh, Halloween 2018 is my last shout-out. And the rest of these I have special titles for, kind of. Okay. I love how you threw that in there because it's like, again, if you guys haven't checked out our first episode, find out which I think is a better ending for the series <laughs> because it's still a controversy between us two. Um, again, it could have just ended there. We could have been done with. I like how you try to sell that first episode, Ray. That's, we got to keep that going. <laughs> that's what we're supposed to do on podcasts. It's like I do a thousand of these, remember? <laughs> So, Ray, what's your next one? Okay, this is going to be my last one till we get to the These Have to Be Seen. So this is another childhood classic, especially if you're from my, if that 90s kids era, this is definitely a staple. Halloween Town. Okay. Not so, on my list. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it would be on yours. I think it would be on Ellie's, if anything. <laughs> yeah. But Halloween Town was definitely another staple of you get the witch aspect. You get that family-friendly, enjoyable Halloween season movie. But it's it's almost that introduction. Like, if you're going to become a horror fan, you're definitely going to enjoy this. Because it gives that magical ghouls. And you get something interesting to get into developing into a love for the genre. So it's almost it's almost horror. Just no killing, in a sense. Yeah. It's, it's your light dip into... Um kind of special effects makeup and and stuff like that yeah so i i mean i like the cabbie it was like i understood why someone would like it but i did see it as an adult so (laughs) i did try to find the positives in it as well yeah so um not on my list ray i I didn't think it would would be yeah, I maybe would have picked other things to have children kind of dip their toes in for the Halloween season and a bit more. Uh... See, it's hard to do that now because for us, a lot of like 
this I is get too it. bad. Is like for a kid, it's like, oh god. Because remember, as as a child, my first like introduction to horror was Chucky. Like <laughs> that's that's just not even dipping. That's just cannonball. <laughs> like, <laughs> but also with Halloween Town, the only reason I was like. I was questioning if I should add it because it also, for me, the series as a whole, it didn't have a real ending to it. Like, if you are a fan of the series, Return to Halloween Town was just like, yeah, we're going to tease you, and that's it. <laughs> Nothing happens. Yeah. So. Well, I never watched any of the other ones, so... Uh... No, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what I have here as an underrated... Future classic horror Halloween movie is Haunt. 2019. Ray has never seen this. Okay, yeah. So I'm I was not like, going to ruin should it. I, should I mute? Because for... no. <laughs> I know this is I'm what you want you. me to say. Yeah. I do want to watch it with you. Hopefully we're, we'll be able to. This movie is three years old now. It has one of the best endings I've ever seen. I can't even... It's very similar to another ending from a horror franchise, but I don't want to talk about it because then it's kind of going to ruin it for Ray. But Haunt basically is a haunted house trip for these teenagers gone wrong. But it's a very basic story, but the way they do it is done so well. And at the time, it was a Shutter exclusive. I'm not sure if it still is. But this movie fucking rules. It's one of the best horror movies that I've seen recently. I mean, horror. Like, you know, there's lots of killing in it. and so. But I don't want to ruin it. Okay. But please, if you want to see a, a more modern classic that I think, it's Haunt. Check this thing out. You will not be disappointed. There's actually merchandise coming out from Trick or Treat Studios. This mass as well. And uh, I cannot wait. Like, I truly, it's one of those movies, Ray, that I cannot wait to watch with you yeah. just to see your reaction and how you feel about it. Gotcha. So is this, this is technically a slasher, right? That's what Haunt is? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So it should be, it should be a fun watch. Because again, I, I, the slasher genre now, it's just like, I want to see the interesting ways they kill people. Just see yeah. how different it is. So. That just sounded so wrong of me of saying, like, yeah, I want to see people die in these films. That's that's awesome. <laughs> well, what else you got, Ray? Okay, so now I'm down to my final two here. And these, again, these are essential. You have to watch, especially if you are a fan of the season. If you're a horror fan, these are a must. My second to last here is Trick or Treat. Okay. So... The last time I saw Trick or Treat, again, was with you as well. It's that staple of having to watch. It is the perfect, just multiple plot lines, multiple stories. You get the true essence and spirit of Halloween, if you will. And it's, an, it's the true enjoyable horror movie. You get that blood, you get that gore, and you get the true just enjoyable time. You get to have some laughs as well in the film. And makes you love Halloween even more. And respect Halloween. If not, Sam's coming for you. Yep. <laughs> and uh, this year is the first time it's ever gone to theaters. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. And I think I sent you that link, too. I was like, hey, this is coming to theaters. <laughs> yeah. So, and, hey, they're working win. on a sequel. 
Yes, they no, are. That's, and that's what we're going to wait for. We're going to wait for the sequel, and then we'll finally come I to cannot wait. I hope that they have something with Krampus and Sam meeting, even as like an after credit kind of. Because there's that, I don't know if it's famous, but within the horror circle, there's that um, kind of art design of Sam handing the, the lollipop, the pumpkin lollipop, to Krampus that I love so much. And uh, Michael Doherty does has done other things with with um, Sam and Krampus. He's done a comic with Krampus. He's also had an Easter egg of Sam in the Krampus movie that was a deleted scene. But if you have the naughty edition from Scream Factory, you can see that. So I'm hoping that something I know you can't really do Krampus on Halloween night, but maybe an after credit scene to get you ready for the holiday season would be a cool thing. And I'm sure that Michael Doherty would uh, would uh, consider that himself. In his and I feel like you kind of you kind of have to do something like that, especially for a sequel like this. Because really, this is something we were discussing a lot is, where do they take this now? Because of course, there's more stories even from the book itself that he can put out. But I feel like doing something like that, it adds another intrigue to this very known film now. Yeah, and there's actually he has a uh it's not a it's like a Kickstarter for like a special edition uh trick or treat kind of story with Sam and stuff, which I have to try to check out. I don't know if I'm gonna fund it or not. I know it, it is an exclusive to the funding. So I uh, I just gotta see if I can have the funds uh, for something like that. But, uh, all right, this one is a little bit, this is second to last to me. This is not my, if I only could watch one movie on Halloween night, it's this one. So this one is, if I can watch it on Halloween, it'd be best. But it's Halloween 1 from 1978, Halloween 2, and Halloween 3. All, so Halloween, Halloween 2, I think is a great double feature for Halloween night. It's the closest. Halloween 2 is the closest to John Carpenter's film when it comes to the way it's shot and, and, and the style and all that. Even though Michael is somewhat of a Jason clone in this, um, it is the closest to Halloween. And I think it's best watched back to back with the 78. And then Halloween 3, Tom fucking Atkins, you already know. It's a great movie that if it was called anything else than Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, people would love. I think people are really coming around to it now. But uh, it is such a demented, mean Halloween film when it comes to kids and, and Halloween masks. And I fucking love it. And the main villain in it is is great in it, which he was also the the guy from um, RoboCop, yep. one of the uh, chairmen, um, and he does such a great job in it. And it's just such a mean look at the Halloween season. And Tom Atkins is great in it. And if you're okay that there is no Michael Myers, even though technically he does show up on TV, uh, it's a great watch for Halloween. And honestly. Uh, if I could, all three of these films is something I would watch. Uh, probably Halloween three. I think you and I think Ray, you've been 
with me when I've watched Halloween three and then Halloween and then Halloween two. Yeah, we've we've done that a few times already that we've seen in some variation those three. Especially one and two, it's always the double feature. It makes it makes as much sense too. But um you know what it's funny, I, I was gonna bring this up. I feel like more people are now being more palatable to Season of the Witch just because of how bad they feel Halloween ends was. They're like, yeah. no, this was a good standalone film. Halloween ends should not have been a standalone film. Yeah, no, I, so. I, I do think that Halloween ends will get an audience like Halloween 3. But I think overall, I think history will show that people in the horror community and who love Halloween will give more of a um, uh, more love to Halloween 3 than they do Halloween ends, ultimately. But I think it also helps that we didn't grow up when Halloween 3 came out, because I can understand why someone would be upset. You have Halloween 3, you love Michael Myers, you know, you saw the first two movies in theaters, maybe multiple times, you go to Halloween 3 and there is no Michael. I can see why you would be upset. Kind of like Halloween ends, but it's not much of Michael. And the few things there are, Michael, kind of getting bitched out. But it's also, when we think about that in comparison, this is also four decades later <laughs> compared to, what was it, from Halloween 2 to Season of the Witch? Like a three, four-year gap, I believe? Halloween 2 to Halloween 3. I think, no, it, I think it's only like a year or two. So so imagine, it's not it's not even that crazy of a gap compared yeah, to... Yeah, I want to say Halloween is, 2 is 81. Yeah. yeah, and then, oh yeah, so it was only a year. Cause and Halloween same, 3 is 83. Yeah, right? so, is it 82? Oh, it says 82 here. I'm looking. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so that's even worse. That it's like, hey, they could rectify it if they do a fourth at the time, not knowing if they would or not. But then we get Halloween 4. <laughs> yeah, but which has grown on me. I still hate the mask. Yeah. I do like Jamie and Rachel. I mean, we explained this all last Yeah, again, time. watch the first episode, guys. You'll hear all of our thoughts and how we ranked those films. And why, yeah, just, you'll see. <laughs> Watch episode right, one. We're down to the final one. Okay. The movie that if you had to watch a movie on Halloween night, you had nothing else better to do, something to really cap off your Halloween season, what is that film for you? It was your second to last. It's the Halloween double feature. Okay. Just, again, it's it's Halloween. It's the the one of the main... Horror, one of the main of the genre. When you think of killers of the genre, you get the my favorites, the Chuckies. You get Freddy, you get Jason, and you get Michael Myers. And for the spooky season, there's no one that perfectly encapsulates it all than watching Halloween and having to watch again that double feature just to make it a perfect full telling of the story. It's Halloween one and two that you have to watch, but especially Halloween. Again, even if you don't enjoy the ending to two, if you're that's not your cup of tea, Halloween itself, the original, the OG, is a must for Halloween night. Okay. And my essential Halloween viewing on Halloween Day is trick or treat. I mean, uh, just it's just crazy to me that they did not put this out in theaters when it first came out. 
it is the in my opinion as perfect as you could possibly get to encapsulating what halloween is multiple stories to around the halloween holiday some nice twist in it twist that helped me out when we watched werewolf within <laughs> um sam is such a great kind of for lack of a better term mascot for the halloween season yeah the, the lore the rules to halloween it's just a great halloween movie and i think and i love michael it's my favorite franchise he's my favorite slasher but i think when it comes to sam and trick-or-treat i think this is the halloween atmosphere of all halloween atmospheres when it comes to halloween horror movies and yeah i think that it has to be or should be a a central viewing for anybody on halloween night if you have nothing else to do but watch a movie and i think trick-or-treat is that movie for you i feel like that works again i like i said that was why it was on my my it's it's hard because it was on my final two for that reason it's like it's almost interchangeable with michael it's like Either or, they perfectly are what Halloween is, and it, it, Halloween is, and it's what we've watched for so many for so long now. It's like it, it's it's a necessity in there, so we definitely yeah. recommend that for all of you. Definitely add that to your list. Hopefully, you are watching horror movies and of this genre during your Halloween day. Yeah, and I and I think uh, the way that Trick or Treat woes all the stories together is some of the best anthology stuff you could possibly get and um yeah i you know what i know that i love sam um my my family loves sam uh you i assume you love sam but i feel like even though we like to think that this is popular i don't know if that many people really know sam and i still think it's stuck in that horror kind of community, I don't think it's transcend uh, into the zeitgeist of pop culture like Halloween. I think people might have been aware of Sam, the look and stuff, but I don't know if they've ever actually seen the movie. And that kind of scares me when it comes to uh, Trick or Treat 2 that possibly will be coming out. Because I don't know, because I've seen a lot of people that I'll have maybe the shirt on. Or um, reference it or something, and they don't know what it is. And it's usually an older generation, but even people my age, and that scares me. And I think that um, we should have a government program where uh, you get money if you watch Trick or Treat on Halloween. <laughs> so I, I I agree with you on that though, and I feel like that's one of those that maybe now that a sequel is possibly in the works, maybe more people will give it a chance. But I definitely feel like it is a big deal in the horror community, if you will. Again, it's a great, great movie for this time. And it's a great horror movie. It's again, it gets a little bit of everything in there. So, yeah. And I think it's one of the movies that when I recommend it to my peers or my friends, I'd say almost every single time they think it's a great film. So, all right. Before we end this, Ray, before we end our Halloween edition of the Legacy Sequel Podcast, uh, I have to ask you a very serious question. 
Nightmare Before Christmas. Is it a Halloween movie to you or a Christmas movie? Because for me, it's a Christmas movie. So that was almost going on this list. But I really feel like you really think of that movie as a Christmas movie. It's in more of that season. Though, again, when you think of it is around Halloween, it's there. But it, it's to me, it's a Christmas season movie. Like, even when it's played, it's mostly around that time. It's in that, again, ABC, they play around Christmas. <laughs> so, uh, to me, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, I think for me, it's an essential Christmas movie. Um, I don't really, I mean, the movie starts with the end of Halloween. So, that's, yeah. to me, it's a Christmas movie. But, to each their own, 1993, a very interesting year for Disney. With two cult films coming out that year, Nightmare Before Christmas and Hocus Pocus. But uh, as far as our money is concerned, Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas essential film. Ray, I want to wish you a happy Halloween. I'm sure we're going to do something together this week to celebrate it. Uh, I hope everyone that's listening to this has a great Halloween, really enjoys themselves. Stay safe. Checks their candy, because you never know nowadays. You always got to check your candy. Check your candy, check your apples, because, again, if you've seen Trick or Treat, check your apples. <laughs> Night of the Demons. Oh, don't don't eat your pie, yeah. That was, yeah, uh... So. Yeah, or, yeah, there's just... Don't take anything on Halloween. Just buy your own snacks. <laughs> yeah, just be a hermit, order pizza, buy your own candy bag. And watch these horror movies that we've recommended to you today. (laughs) Absolutely. Happy Halloween 2022 for Anthony versus the Evil Dead. Charles Lee Ray Ray. Well, happy Halloween. Peace.